Welcome to the Lifehouse Podcast. Our aim is that together we can love God, love others as we walk each step with Christ. We hope you find this message practical, encouraging and life-giving. Be blessed. Well, happy Mother's Day to all you mothers out there in Cyberland. We are so thankful that you've decided to join us today here at Life Home as uh, we celebrate mothers and motherhood. And if you're taking notes, uh, the, the message title for today is What Women Want. Now you may think that's a pretty bold statement, Josh. How can you know what women want? Well, the truth is, I kind of don't really. I mean, I've been married and happily married, I might add, for 18 years now, but I still have no idea what my one woman, let alone all women want. I mean, one time I went to Uganda on a, on a missions trip to, to Africa and I thought, be a good husband and buy my wife a, a beautiful gift. So I went to the market and I I bought her these, these earrings that you can see hanging here. And you might think, Josh, you know, they look amazing. Like you bought them 12 years ago. She's obviously looked after them so well and so carefully. She must treasure them. Well, you would think so. But no, the reason that they look so good and like they've never been worn, because they have never been worn. I mean, you may not be able to see, but you know, their love heart shaped to show my undying love for her. They're they're pink and and blue in color because blue is her favorite color. So I was being very thoughtful. And then to top it all off, they have the picture of a rhino on the front. And a rhino is my favorite animal. And so I thought, well, this just captures everything. This is what she wants. After me being away for three weeks, this is going to be an amazing gift. So I come back from, you know, being away for three weeks and arrive at the airport and I give her the gift. These beautiful earrings that I've picked out just for her. You know that saying where it says, it's the thought that counts? Lies. All lies. The thought counted for nothing. She just laughed at the fact that I would even think that she would like such a thing. I mean, I don't know why she wouldn't want to be associated with a two-ton mammal with a giant nose that, you know, poops 20 kilos a day. Surely that's what women want, isn't it? But no. Then you might also be, be noticing this beautiful bouquet of flowers that I got for my wife. You might think, Josh, you're such an amazing husband. You know what women want. But I bought these flowers for her maybe three years ago. And they are still looking as fresh as the day I bought them because they're fake. Because in my logic, 
I have decided that buying real flowers is just a waste of money. If, if it's supposed to represent my love for her, why would I want to buy something that looks good at the beginning, that looks good for a day or a week or two, and then slowly starts to die. To me, that is not what women want in a relationship, and so it shouldn't be what they want in flowers. And so my logic says, get her these beautiful fake flowers and give them to her, and that's what women want. But no, again, she doesn't want logic, she wants beauty. And so at the suggestion that, you know, she's, she should be happy with never receiving fl fresh flowers, she's upset with me. It's not what she wants. I don't understand. And again, with my logic, I thought, well, you know, I'll buy her a blower vac for her birthday. I'll, you know, I'll buy her a vacuum cleaner for Christmas. But none of these things seem to make her happy. I just don't know what women want. And maybe you're in the same boat as me, some of you men out there, some of you sons and daughters, knowing what to buy, what your mum would want for, for Mother's Day. And there was a couple of interesting studies that were done around mothers. One was done where they were testing women's driving and how careful they were at driving. And so when they put their kids in the back of the car, they discovered that women do actually drive more carefully because there's precious cargo in the back. But the interesting thing was that they found that women actually drive most carefully when they have a pavlova on the back seat. So maybe what women want is to have their cake and eat it too, I don't know. There was a, another study that was done to ask mothers the number one gift that they wanted to receive on Mother's Day. The number one gift that they wanted but never actually received. And they said what they wanted most was a day off, a day off. That the whole idea of motherhood was something that they wanted to escape. I mean, I'm sure that if you ask my mum, she wouldn't say that what she wants is a day away from me. I mean, surely. It's so hard to know what women want. So what we're gonna do is we're going to not ask me because if you, Ask me my only advice for how to uh, treat a, a lady is to treat them a bit like, you know, the terms and conditions thing that you have to uh, click on when you go onto the internet or you're signing up for a new deal. You know how you just ignore everything that's being said and click I agree? That's kind of the limit of my advice around women, but Jesus, Jesus knows what women want. And so we're going to look at three different things
that, that Jesus says that women want, that, that mothers want. But in actual fact, we're going to discover that it's what all of us want and need. Now, the cross is the most important event in all of history. Without the cross, we would not be saved. Without the cross, we would not have hope. Without the cross, we, we would have nothing to, to pin our life on, to no way of salvation, no way of connecting with our loving Heavenly Father. So it is the most important event in all of history. Now, I don't know about you, but when important events happen, there are things that happen in my mind. So some important events that I get to take part in are things like weddings, things like Christmas festival that we have every year. And when these things come up, even though I normally have a good memory and I you know, can prioritize lots of different things, around those times of high importance, high stress maybe, my mind sort of gets a bit scattered sometimes. And so maybe about six years ago now, I um, lost my entire set of keys at a Christmas festival time. And one time when I was doing a wedding in, in Victor Harbour, I forgot all the paperwork that I needed to do the wedding. I left it here at my, at my home and I had to get one of the guests that was coming to the wedding to, to break into my house and, and get the paperwork because I didn't have time to come all the way back and get all the way back down there. Because I guess I figured that the, the festival is more important than my keys and me being at the wedding to officiate is more important than the paperwork and so we prioritize things and sometimes in important times we we forget things when we've got so much else on our minds so much more important stuff to focus on so we could forgive jesus i guess around this event this most important event in all of history for all of humanity that maybe with all the pain, with all the anguish, with all the suffering that he was going to be going through, that, that maybe we could excuse him for focusing on himself and his current situation. But in the midst of this most anguishing time and this most important time, Jesus takes the time to value and honor motherhood. And so we're going to to read in John 19, verses 25 to 27. It says this, Mary, Jesus' mother, was standing next to his cross. When Jesus looked down and saw the disciple he loved sitting with her, he said, Mother, look, John will be a son to you. Then he said, John, look, she will be a mother to you. And from that day on, John accepted Mary into his home 
as one of his own family. What an amazing statement about the importance of motherhood at this most important time. Now, we need to remember that Mary at this point in time was probably a widower. I mean, there's no mention of her husband, Joseph, after uh, Jesus was the age of 12. So he had probably passed away many years before. And in that culture then, the responsibility fell onto the eldest son. Because, I mean, there was no pension, there was... No superannuation there, you know, there was no job keeper, job seeker, government stimulus package for Mary. If her eldest son didn't take care of her, then she would be left out in the cold. But Jesus, he didn't carry on the family carpentry business. He didn't have a home to leave his mother. He didn't have an inheritance, or did he? While he may not have invested money in a bank, while he may not have had an investment property to leave her, Jesus knew that the most important investment that he could ever make, or that we can ever make, is one of love one of time. And so he had spent the last three years investing love into John. And now at this most critical time, he was cashing that in. Now at this most important time, he is saying, love is what I need to to draw on. John, I need your love for this most important person in my life, my mother. And so at this time, at the end of his life, as he's hanging there on the cross in anguish, in pain, he's not thinking of himself. He's thinking of his mother. And he's thinking of how he can care for and protect her through asking John to be her son. Now, I can't imagine what it must have have been like for Mary as as a mother to watch her own son pass away. And pass away not just through shock circumstances, although it was shocking, but, but more than that, the way that he was killed was in such a way where he was rejected. There was animosity and hatred and belittling of him as he was separated from the rest of his family and friends, rejected, despised, abused. For a mother to witness that must have been horrific. But in the midst of his own rejection hatred and and denial on the cross, he makes sure that his mother Mary 
experiences the opposite of those things. And so these are the three things that Jesus gives to Mary and that we should give to our mothers and to everybody that we meet, not only on this Mother's Day, but every day. So what do women want? This is what Jesus says they want. He says, give her acceptance. Give her affection and give her affirmation. If Jesus didn't just do this when it was convenient for him, if he didn't just do this, you know, to, to make his life and his circumstances better, but he was able to do it on his worst day in a time where he experienced most loss, he was still able to give. So if he was able to do that, then I'm sure that it is something that all of us can give those even that have hurt us or mistreated us. But we need to understand this was not just a spur of the moment thing. This wasn't just Jesus looking down from the cross and everyone else has abandoned him and there's only those few people there and so he just starts to to talk to the, the few who were there. This was not just an afterthought or a spur of the moment thing because we see right throughout scripture that at some of the most important times in history, not just on the cross, but throughout biblical history, that God speaks of the value, the acceptance, the affirmation of motherhood. You see, even during this time of the, when the Ten Commandments were given to this guy, Moses. So Moses was up on the mountain. Jesus, sorry, God himself came down onto this mountain called Mount Sinai and spoke these 10 love laws, these 10 ways that we can experience blessing. And within that, he included a special blessing for mothers. In Exodus 20, verse 12, it says, Regard, treat with honor, due obedience and courtesy your father and mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God gives you. So in a time and a culture where women were devalued, God sets up an extra special blessing. None of the other Ten Commandments had that blessing associated with it. I mean, think about it. If you, if you only had 10 ways that you could bring blessing to someone else, 10 rules that you could set down that would mean that other people would be blessed, I wonder what would be on your list. What would make your top 10 things that you would want people to do? Well, for God, it was honoring mothers and motherhood. Nothing speaks more of acceptance, affection, and affirmation than God right throughout the pages of history towards motherhood. 
So these accounts tell us what women want, what mothers want, what all of us want, because it is what all of us need. Every single one of us need each of these three things. And even though Jesus is God in the flesh, he still needed these three things from his father. You see, in Matthew 3.17, it says, And a voice from heaven, which is God, said, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. So when God is speaking to Jesus, he gives acceptance by saying, This is my son, part of the family. I'm accepting him as someone so close to me. Affection, he says, whom I love. This is not just someone that's distant. This is someone who I love that is, that is close to me. And affirmation with him, I am well pleased. And you need to know that today, that with you, God is well pleased. So then in this instance that we've read with Jesus and Mary at the cross, it's the same three things. It's the acceptance where he says, this is your son. Where you're accepted in as part of the family. I haven't forgotten you, mother. I'm accepting you just as you are. Affection. This is your mother, that that there needs to be this this relationship, this familial relationship, that that motherhood is so important that, that John, the apostle who I love, needs love, needs mothering. Even though he's a fully grown adult, even though he's a man, he still needs your affection because in, your affection because affection is so important. And then affirmation when he says, Mary was accepted as one of his own family. A beautiful picture. And then Jesus says the same three things to us. And I'm going to read out three scripture verses that speak to that. So Jesus to us, in the, uh, under the heading of, of acceptance, we're going to read Romans 8, 31 to 32. It says this, With God on our side like this, how can we lose? God is on your side today. Not just on Mother's Day, but every day. God is on your side. If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son, is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us? So, He wants to give you acceptance through the cross. He gave everything. He laid everything on the line. He's accepting you wholly and solely. Affection. We're going to read Philippians 2 verse 1. It says, Look at how much encouragement you found in your relationship with the Anointed One. You are filled to overflowing with his comforting love. You have experienced 
a deepening friendship with the Holy Spirit and felt his tender affection and mercy. So he wants to give you affection in and through the Holy Spirit. These are the gifts that God wants to give you this Mother's Day. And then thirdly, he gives us affirmation. And we're going to read 1 Peter 2 verse 9. It says, But you are God's chosen treasure, priests who are kings, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light. And now he claims you as his very own. He did this so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. So he wants to give you affirmation by making you is his own. By making sure that you know that you belong as part of his family. Now, you may not have the typical family. You may not have a mother and a father and 2.53 children and a dog and thankfully not a cat. But God still wants you to know that you still need a family and you still belong in a family. Because regardless of our background, regardless of what has taken place in the past, God has a future set aside for each and every one of us. We have been chosen and accepted into the forever family of God. It's not just what we want. It's what every single one of us need. There is no way of salvation, no way of relationship with our Heavenly Father without being part of his family, without Jesus and his finished work on the cross. Now, you may not have your mum still alive today with us on Mother's Day. You may not have contact with your mum. Maybe you are estranged and you don't get on with her. But we need to know that all of us are called to be and have mother figures in our lives. Now some of you are going, but I'm a male. I'm not called to be a mother figure. Well, what is a mother figure? Well, in a world of takers, in a world of consumers, a mother figure is a giver. Yes, they gave life to us in the beginning, but a true mother figure gives so much more than that. A true mother figure gives hope. So they give life and they give hope. And in a world that is focused on our comfort, our control, and our selfishness, true 
godly mother figures. They want to see their children blessed. They want to see their children blessed beyond what they have experienced even themselves. And they know that they want their children, spiritual children, as well as physical children, to experience and receive that gift of acceptance, affection, and affirmation first hand. So let's honor the mothers and the mother figures in our lives today. Let's take the time to give to them, not just what they want, but what they need and what they have given to us. That acceptance, that affection, and that affirmation. It is what they truly want, what all of us truly need, and what Jesus is literally dying to give you. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we just want to thank you for the value that you place on motherhood. We want to thank you for this story of the cross. We want to thank you that just as you didn't forget about Mary in that most important time, that for each and every one of us today, you have not forgotten about us. And that while some of us may have forgotten to, to get gifts and, and give gifts, monetary gifts, physical gifts that right now each and every one of us can receive a gift that you want to give us that gift of eternal life that just as you give us affection acceptance and affirmation that the reason that you give us those things is that so that we can also receive life and life eternal and so if there's anyone that is watching this, this message today that wants to receive that free gift of eternal life. Lord, I pray that right now that they would just join with me as we pray and as we say, Father, I am a sinner. I have stuffed up and I have brought a debt to my life that I can never repay. But Father, I thank you and I receive now the finished work of the cross, the acceptance into your forever family, that you paid the debt that I could never, that I could never repay. So Lord, we receive that now. We receive your gift, your free gift of eternal life of hope, of acceptance, affection, and the affirmation that all of us want and need in our lives. So Father, we thank you that your presence, your Holy Spirit is right here with us, reminding us that we are never alone, 
that we are never abandoned. And that, just as a mother's heart speaks of their child being their number one priority, that you show us on the cross that we are your number one priority. That us being together is what you want and what we can give you more than anything on this Mother's Day. So Lord, we, we do that now as we give you our heart, we give you our lives. And we thank you for everything that you've given to us. We just receive it gladly and joyfully now. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us this week. If you wish to connect with us, please send an email to info at life.house or come and see us at 170 Adelaide Road, Murray Bridge. And remember, the door is always open for you at Lifehouse. God's house our home.